morning, everybody. Um, it's a little piece of my mom with me, so I thought I'd bring her chair and have her sit by my side. Um, so my name is Lori Droxler, a.k.a. Mama Drox, which somehow I got dubbed that name uh, back on a mission trip, and it's carried through um, with some of the kids in the community and even at work. So um, I've had the opportunity to speak here at Hope in August, and I talked about um, forgiveness. And if you haven't had an opportunity to see that video, I'm going to give a shameless plug of hopeccdelco.com. Please check out the video. Um, but this time, I'm here to talk about love. Um, when Josh first asked me to speak, my first thought was, what would I talk about? And then my second thought was, could I even speak today? I am currently the mother to three, uh, Kayla, Laney, and Joey. And I say currently because I've been a mom to many at various times, and who knows where God will take us for more. It's okay, Rick. Don't shake your heads, no. Um, I am so blessed because I have a village of women that support me, listen to me, love me, and my family, and my village. Some of them are here today, which I was not expecting. Um, so I appreciate each and every one of you, and I love you. Um, I have an amazing husband who has never, ever made me feel alone on my parenting journey, although at times with my unhealthy uh, work, um, I don't even want to call it ethic, it's just unhealthy work style, I've made him feel alone in his. I'm not a perfect parent by any stretch of the imagination, um, and if you know my kids, they're not perfect either. It's okay, I still love you. Um, but we have real honest discussions about love and Jesus, even when they don't want to hear about him. Like, get over here, let me pray for you. Um, we talk about what's right and wrong, and I, I'm always praying for my children to be kind and loving and that the Lord will put a hedge of protection around them. So how many of you in here have ever researched how Mother's Day came to be? Raise your hand. Oh, just, okay, three of us, four? Okay, great. I thought I was going to be alone in that. So very interesting because um, it arose in the 1900s as the result of Anna Jarvis. She was the daughter of Anne Reeves Jar Jarvis. Uh, following her mother's death in 1905, Anna Jarvis conceived of Mother's Day as a way of honoring the sacrifices mothers made for their children. President Woodrow Wilson signed the proclamation on May 9, 1914, declaring the second day of May a public expression of our love and reverence for the mothers of our country. But prior to that, Ann Reeves, her mother, also had the idea of Mother's Day. She had a different idea about what Mother's Day would look like, um, but it would be a day for mothers to get together for an act of service to help out other mothers who were less fortunate. Um, and that happened here in Philadelphia, so that's exciting. Um, but it really does take a village to raise children. I do want to say Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms. And I don't want to take away from anyone's special day, but there are so many people that have to step in to be a mom at times or for a lifetime. And it is amazing how God brings the right people into our lives at the right time, people who support love, and pray for us regardless of our circumstances. 
So I want to acknowledge our sister moms, the aunt moms, the grandparents that are now raising their grandchildren, to the foster moms, the adoptive moms, the bonus moms, and the spiritual moms. And I want to acknowledge my friend Cami, who has opted not to have children. However, she has dedicated her life to protecting children as a social worker. She has witnessed true evil in the world, but continues her journey to serve and protect these children who need it the most. Cami is a mom to many when they need it. So thank you to all the women in the world that are like Cami, and to everyone who fills the gap when someone needs a mother. But the truth is, Mother's Day is not always a happy day for everyone. For those of you that do not have the best relationship with your mom, or are already mourning the loss of that relationship, I urge you to please find it in your heart to forgive her. Forgiveness does not always mean restoration of relationship, but it is so important to release the debt for you to fully embrace the love of Christ. Peter 4.8 reminds us, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. The Bible reminds us with the story of Sarah in Genesis, and I know she was 90, but I'm just saying, having a child is simultaneously the greatest gift and the hardest task. For the moms that feel overwhelmed or alone with their parental battles, keep praying, keep hoping, and know that it's okay to say, I need help. We have a church family here that is so loving, kind, prayerful, and willing to serve. So I just want you to know that you're not alone. For the mothers that have buried their children, I am deeply sorry for your loss and your heartbreak. I can't imagine the pain. You are not forgotten today. I have heard my mom weep for the loss of her children, and Josh talked a couple weeks about here, ago hearing someone weep. And it is a weep that I will never forget. It's painful to watch someone you love experience a loss so deep, and there's nothing you could do to ease the pain. My Aunt Alice is sitting here today, who has lost a child, and yet somehow finds the ability to love all of us when our moms have left us. So thank you, Aunt Alice. When I think about Mary watching her son, Jesus, being tormented and crucified on the cross, it really brings me to tears. So I am thinking and praying for all the moms who have buried their children. For the people whose moms are alive on earth, but due to illness, cannot remember who those children are. They grieve the loss of their mom every day. So I'm thinking and praying for all of you today. Isaiah 43.2 reminds us, when you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. And Jesus is with us. Genesis 35.19 talks about how Rachel, the mother of Dina and Joseph, died on the way to Bethlehem, giving birth to her son. Jacob had to bury his mom and leave her behind. Saying goodbye to my mom is one of the hardest things I ever had to do. For several years after her passing, I would go to church and I would come home and I would curl up on a ball, in a ball, and I would cry my eyes out. It was not a good day for my kids either. 
So many people that I love today are having their first Mother's Day without their mom. And my heart aches for them. So for all the people that are having their first Mother's Day without their mom, or their 20th Mother's Day without your mom, I'm sorry for your loss, and I'm praying for you. But the truth is, none of our moms would want us to be sad. They would want us... They would want us to be happy, and I know that that's really hard to do. Um, something that's just helped me along my journey is trying to do a random act of kindness for someone else in honor of my mom. For the women who have suffered miscarriages and infertility, I am praying for you, and I understand how today can be painful. I understand the pain of seeing my baby's heartbeat and hearing this sound, and then miscarrying my child. I am blessed to have conceived Lamy, but I also understand the journey of never being able to conceive another child. The trial of going through infertility and nothing ever coming to fruition is difficult. And as a woman, it is painful at times, and I have felt like a failure. At times, I felt jealous and bitter, but that's another message for another time. But in my time of waiting for more children, God was working. In John 15, 12, this is my commandment, that you love another as I have loved you. My husband and I work every day to try to live out this commandment. We have been blessed to fall in love and give our whole hearts to children that did not biologically come from us. The day that we adopted Kayla, we felt the same joy that we did when we gave birth to Lainey. We have had a lot of kids come into our homes over the years, and I believe it's important to be talking with them about God, and we might have some unorthodox ways of doing that. Right, Lex? <sighs> if anybody sleeps over on Saturday, they have to go to church on Sunday. Um, we used to cook morning breakfast for about 10 teens to get them to go to church, and sometimes we just have to meet them where they are. So if they wanted to listen to rap music, we would let them, but then they had to listen to a Jesus jam. If they wanted to watch a scary movie, we would let them, but then they'd have to watch The Case for Christ, or uh, I can only imagine. I think they all fell asleep, but it doesn't matter. Um, if they say a negative comment about anyone, even if they're not present, they have to say two positive things about that person. We hope that our home is always seen as a safe place and a place of love for all that enter. And sometimes we're not sure about the fruits of our labor, but I want to share this story with you because you never know how you can impact someone else's life. We had two foster children for three years, Rashai and Malaysia. They were young, and fortunately they were allowed to go to church with us, and if you've never been part of the system the parents still have a say, and they can say whether they can go to church or not, and we were just lucky that they could. And the Hope family surrounded us with love. And Lord knows that there were some very challenging days, and when I say years of sleepless nights, I mean it, years. Um, we gave our entire hearts to them. They were young when they left, at the age of four and six, and our worlds turned upside down. We were grieving, and shortly after they left in 2017, their mom cut off communication with us. I prayed 
every day. So for two years, I did not know if they were loved, if they were fed, if they were okay. When Rashaya turned eight years old, she got a cell phone and she Googled us. She found articles of me in the paper from the overdose awareness and my mom's obituary, and she saved those. And we were able, she was able to find my daughters on Instagram and reach out to them, and we were able to reconnect. We are currently still in touch and do visits and overnights, but it's no longer just the two of them. We actually pick up five kids now each time we get them, and at some points have picked up eight kids. We have siblings, cousins, and once had a young uncle. So, When I spoke in August at Hope, I did not tell them that I was speaking. Um, I got on a call with Rashaya, who's now 10 years old, and she says, uh, I saw you speaking at church. And she started to say some of the things that I said. And I said, well, how did you see that? And she said, I was on Hope Community's website. (laughs) And I immediately text Holly. I I, I was crying. I couldn't believe it. But here's the thing. We're planting the seeds for the next generation. And we all have the responsibility to do that, regardless of the title of mother or father. In 2019, the Lord would tug on our hearts again, to continue to open our hearts and our home. Were we scared after losing Rashaya in Malaysia? The answer is yes. And is it ever easy when the Lord calls us to do something? For us, the answer is oh, oh. We move forward with submitting our application to adopt a child from Children's Choice. And in 2020, the pandemic hit and halted the process. They were not doing home inspections, and I was frustrated. We didn't tell anybody what we were doing except for the five references that we had. Um, And none could be family, uh, two of which were Josh and Joyce Parcell. They prayed for us through this journey, and in March 21, we matched with Joey, our Sour Patch Kid. And if you don't know the commercial, they do bad stuff, but then they're really sweet. That's my Joey. Um... So we match with Joey, and Joey gets a choice, and we got a choice, and we chose each other. Uh, We started um, supervised visits. Well, we first started with virtual visits. We spent a couple times with Joey playing his video game, and we're like, are we here? And then we got in-person visits that were supervised, then unsupervised visits, and then overnights. And on September 10th, Joey moved in with us. But on September 11th, we would participate in the overdose awareness walk. What was different about this walk is that now that I had two children that were walking in memory of one of their parents, Kayla for her mom and Joey for his dad. Both of them were emotional during this walk, and I could not split myself into two. But God puts people in our lives that fill the gap where we cannot. As I'm struggling for what child to help, Corey Brown comes alongside of Joey and walks with him. It is a day I will never forget, and Corey has no idea what that moment meant to me. For Joey to have another man, regardless of title, come alongside to say, I am here, I care, you are loved, how can I support you, is truly a gift from God. And I know that it's Mother's Day, but this is a message for everyone. So again, I say it really is amazing how God brings the right people into our lives 
at the right time, people who support, love, and pray for us. And I cannot express the importance of having sisters and brothers in Christ, and it is also important to have spiritual mothers and fathers in our life. I am lucky to have found both here at Hope. There are so many amazing people here at Hope that live out this commandment every day, John 15, 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. I would like to talk about the three spiritual moms that have impacted not only my life, but my family's life. What's so interesting about all three of these women is that I have served alongside of them, their children, and their grandchildren. Three generations for each one of these women who are teaching and have taught future generations to walk with Christ in truth, grace, and love. For all these women, I have never heard them judge anyone. They have shown the light of Christ in every one of my interactions. I am sure that their families can better express the magnitude of their love and walk in Christ than I can. However, today I felt led by Christ to share these examples with you all. And I appreciate the children of these three women for sharing their moms with me and my family. The first person I want to talk about today is Lois Siddiff. Lois is faithful, loving, kind, and honest. My kids and I have felt so blessed and lucky to know her and Bob and her children and grandchildren. Bob and Lois lead by example and exhibit a love of serving Christ, which has impacted me deeply. I have sought wisdom from Lois over the years, and the way she approaches it is with grace and truth. She is faithful and a prayer warrior. And when I ask Lois to pray, I know that she's not just saying that she's going to pray. She is praying, and her and Bob continue to follow up every week when I see them, no matter who I've asked them to pray for. Lois and her daughters have come alongside me to help me clean my aunt's house when my uncle had cancer. And this year, Lois came alongside me once again for that same aunt that now has cancer herself to provide her meals. She has hugged me in a way that I have felt the love that I missed from my own mom coming from her. She has stood in the gap praying for me and my family and so many others in this world. She feeds the homeless and has been on mission trips, and I have been fortunate to go on a mission trip with Lois and Bob. Their work ethic is unreal. <laughs> I see the way that she loves her children and her grandchildren and all of God's children, and it's absolutely beautiful to watch. Bob and Lois have hosted a number of small groups in their home, and their home is a home where you always feel welcome, loved, and not judged. And just on a side note, I love Lois's cooking. It's just a bonus. Lois, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the love that you have, not just for your own family, but for all of God's children. Oh, sorry, I need tissue. The second person is Cindy Lou Schaefer. Cindy Lou passed away in February of this year. In the Barnstorm Theater, we would sit in the back together. We did the overdose awareness walk together. 
Cindy Lou is one of the kindest, caring, and sweetest people I've ever met in my life. Her laugh is something that I will never forget. Cindy Lou's heart for Christ was evident. She served in the church and in the community in Christ's name. She would pray for me and my children, and she would send me emails when she was praying for my children. My children and I had had the opportunity to serve Cindy Lou at her own home, and she was always so sweet and grateful. When I arrived at her house last year with a little treat, she was so excited. I think she was so excited she got off the phone with Josh, but <laughs> she did. <laughs> and it really touched my heart. I would get hugs from her on Sunday that once again, I could feel the love of my own mom come through. And I have to be honest with everyone today. I have a daughter that struggles with Christianity and hypocritical Christians. She's observing in church and on social media about what Christian people are saying. Cindy Lou has impacted her life in such a positive way. And sometimes I get scared and sad that my daughter's moving further away from the Lord. Then I'm reminded she is not far from him, and he is never far from her. Recently, my daughter wrote a scholarship essay about community service, and I was so blown away when I saw her writing about Cindy Lou and the impact of her life serving others had impacted on my daughter. See, our actions and our words impact others in ways we will never know. One of my last two face-to-face -face conversations with Cindy Lou was telling her about the adoption of Joey because Joyce made me do it. She was, tell her! <laughs> and I did, and she was so excited. She hugged me, and I was so thankful for that moment between us. The last one was her meeting Joey virtually during Monica's wedding. We just took time to sit with one another and have a conversation. And when Cindy Lou was in the hospital, I prayed and prayed that she knew how much she was loved by so many. And as I was putting this together, I was reminded that it was Cindy Lou's dad that came to speak at Hope that laid it on our hearts to begin fostering children. I am thinking of the Schaefer family today as they go through their first Mother's Day without Cindy Lou. I'm praying that the Lord provide you all peace. And even though Cindy Lou is not here today, I'm thankful for the life that she led in Christ and the example that she sets for so many to follow. The third person I want to talk about is Joyce Purcell. When we first fostered Rashaya Malaysia, Joyce went through all the clearance processes in order to help watch the kids for us. She has loved me through some really difficult times in my life, and her heart is so big. When we were on a mission trip in Texas, I got very sick from the heat and could not stop throwing up, and Joyce, <laughs> Kelly, and Dave Bradley drove me to urgent care. And I don't know about you guys, but even at the age of 43, when I'm sick, I still want my mom. But there was Joyce filling the gap, rubbing my head, while I'm throwing up, praying over me. They were all up late that night, but up early the next day with a serving heart. When I broke my foot, Joyce would check on me. There have been countless texts, calls, and emails over the years of Joyce filling the gap, showing the love of Christ to me, my children, and my foster children. But it's this moment right here that I will never forget. When Joey came to live with us, Joyce was already fully vested. She had been involved in every step 
all the way of this journey with us. And when we pulled up for the first time with Joey in the car, I saw Joyce pulling up and I said to Joey, that is Joyce, she is like a mom to me. When Joey got out of the car and walked across the street to meet Joyce, she said, Joey, I'm your Mimi. Is it okay if I give you a hug? And it's one more person that God put in Joey's life to show him that he is loved and he is chosen. When I texted Joyce on Joey's birthday and said, hey, can you reach out to Joey today? It's his birthday. She showed up to our house with balloons and gift in hand for Joey. But it wasn't about the gift. It was about you showing up. She showed up before we left for our trip for Florida for Christmas. She is so kind, loving, and generous, and a follower of Christ. And when she hugs me and loves on me, she is filling the gap for my own mom. I texted her recently to tell her that there are not enough words in the world that could express the gratitude and how deeply blessed I feel to have her in my life. Thank you, Joyce, for the love that you have, not just for your own family, but for all of God's children. These women have walked with grace and love and are example of what God's love is. I shared all these stories with you, but why is it important to you? How different would your life be if Jesus' love was indeed alive in you today? What would it look like if you were the best example of God's love and grace each and every day in someone's life? This is no easy task, and sometimes we don't get it right. I don't get it right. I fall short of God's grace each day, and I keep trying each day as I deepen my relationship with Christ. So what does it look like for you to show the love of Christ to someone, the way Christ has loved us? Is that joining community support and getting involved? Is that reconnecting with a family member? Is that opening your heart and your home to a child in need? Is that getting to know your neighbors? The Lord provides us with endless love, and I am so thankful that he puts people in our lives who support, love, and pray for us regardless of our circumstances. The Lord has commanded us to love one another the way he's loved us, and in a world that is so broken, this is so important. Thessalonians 5.5 reminds us, for God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. I'm just going to close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the love that you give us each and every day. And Father God, we are thankful for the people that you put in our lives to fill the gap. And we just pray for anyone that's hurting today, Lord, just that they would come to know you, Lord, that they would just reach out to you, Lord, and that you would give them a peace and a comfort that surpasses all understanding. Lord, we pray for all the women today that are going through struggles, Lord. We just pray that you would lift them up and they would know your love. We thank you for this church family, Lord, and I thank you for this opportunity to speak. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.